0: Hey, hey, my love, what's up? Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Podcast. I'm your host and high am BFF, Melissa Impact. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How is everybody doing? I just wanna give a shout out and say thank you so much to all of my friends who hang out with me on Instagram. When I'm not here on the podcast, that is the place to catch me. So if you don't yet follow me, please make sure you do and reach out, say hi, send me a message. I don't bite, I swear. (laughs) Not hard at least. (laughs) My Instagram is my first and last name, Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Impact. I-M-P-E-T-T. So today I wanted to come and have a little conversation about boundaries. And this is gonna be so much fun because boundaries, let me be honest, are not always that much fun to add into your life. But when you live a life with no boundaries, then you are living a life unintentionally. And you might notice that if you're living a life with no boundaries for yourself or for others, then you're probably getting your uh, boundaries crossed a little bit. And what I mean by that is maybe people treat you in a way that you don't want to be treated. But the reality is, is you got to take a little bit of responsibility because you haven't necessarily taught other people how to treat you. Boundaries are truly rules to speak our truth. So what I mean by that is when we can effectively communicate our boundaries to people, then we can effectively explain how we like to be treated. So for example, a lot of people lack boundaries when it comes to their family, whether it's siblings, parents, maybe your own kids. (laughs) When we don't have boundaries with our families and people treat us in a way that we don't like to be treated and we don't speak up for ourselves, then we could see that cycle happening over and over and over again. And then it's causing us to get triggered over and over and over again. And reality is, is we could really save ourselves some aggravation and frustration if we just started to learn how to set some boundaries for ourselves, effectively communicate them to people so that we're heard and understood, and then actually stick to those boundaries. So I will definitely be giving some examples throughout this episode, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a synopsis about what my plan was for this episode today. And I do want to start off talking about boundaries for ourselves. You know, we don't necessarily just have to have boundaries for other people. It's most important that we have really good boundaries for ourselves. And in order to do that, We've got to pay really close attention to how we show up for ourselves. So in my life, when I had no boundaries for myself, I was eating whatever I wanted. I was doing whatever I wanted. I was saying whatever I wanted. And I wasn't paying attention to any of the consequences. I had no boundaries for myself. I had no boundaries for my bank account. I had no boundaries for just about everything in my life. And because of that, I was putting myself into a lot of painful situations, and I was causing a lot of excess stress. So it wasn't until I was working with a life coach that helped me realize I needed to start implementing a little bit more boundaries into my life. So I really started off in uh, creating some boundaries around my health, around my nutrition, around my fitness. You know, for a long time, it was kind of a free-for-all. I ate whatever I wanted. I did whatever I wanted. If I wanted to go to the gym, great. And then half half the times if I did go to the gym, I would then reward myself with like a burger after. You know, I had no boundaries for myself. So for example, when I'm talking about like these boundaries, what I mean is like some of these rules that I've created for myself. So I now follow these rules like they're they're natural. They're a part of me because I got into the habit of making sure I really stuck to them. So when it comes to boundaries around nutrition, for example, I always make sure to base my meals off of protein. I have realized that my body functions best when I have optimal amount of protein. So that's always the first thing I look for when I'm eating is where is my protein coming from? It keeps me full. It keeps me sustained. It's how I've been able to maintain so much lean muscle and build so much lean muscle. So that's a boundary for myself. When I eat a meal or a snack, I make sure that I focus on protein first. I also have some boundaries around sugar. I am a recovering sugar addict. I don't know if anyone feels me there, but my boundary around sugar is that if I'm at the grocery store or even like at a convenience store grabbing a snack or whatever it may be, I look at labels. And if something has 15 grams of sugar or more per serving, I put it back down because I know how much I love sugar. And if I have something that's 30 grams of sugar and I eat five times a day, holy moly, that's a lot of sugar by the end of the day. It compiles, right? So if I have 15 grams of sugar and under and I eat five times a day, that's 75 grams by the end of the day. So that's still pretty darn high, you know, but that's why I have that little rule, that little boundary for myself. I also have one with sodium too, because I realized that if I eat a lot of sodium, then I tend to feel a little bit more bloated and no one likes to feel bloated. <laughs> so for, for sodium, my boundary for myself is 300 milligrams or below per serving, which you'll be surprised if you start looking at nutrition labels There's a lot of sodium in some of the foods that we love. So it's really important to start paying attention, you know, and really trying to stick to that boundary for yourself. Um, My boundary (laughs) around, you know, fitness, for example, or movement, is I try to do a little bit of movement every day. I'll be honest with you, since this whole COVID situation, I haven't been in the gym lifting like I usually do, but I at least try to get down on the floor and stretch, maybe do a few crunches, put on some mini bands while I'm watching TV. You know, I have a boundary for myself that if I want a really healthy body, then I need to use it. When our body is stagnant, that's when it starts breaking down. When we're lazy, That's when we start feeling lower vibe. If we want to stay high vibe, we've got to move our body. So my little boundary for myself is put on a yoga video, Melissa, on YouTube. Get down on the floor, do some stretches, do a couple crunches, put on the mini bands, use some resistant bands, you know. I try to do some type of movement every single day go out and take a walk, whatever it may be. But that is really a boundary that I've set for myself because I really enjoy living a healthy, active life. I love waking up and looking in the mirror and being like, hell yeah, girl, you look good, you know? And if I want to continue living that every single day, I've got to have boundaries for myself. And I've got to have the courage to actually show up and stick to those boundaries. It's one thing to write some boundaries for ourselves down, it's another thing to actually show up and stick to them. You know what I mean? (laughs) So then once you have some good boundaries for yourself, and then of course there's, there's boundaries around spending money around saving money around how we're going to get our money. You know, for a long time, I had this like silly little boundary or rule that like my, my money only came to me through one way through one paycheck And then I realized that that is not how I want to live. I want money to flow to me in ways known and unknown. However money wants to show up in my life, I am grateful and appreciated for that. So that was one of my boundaries that I had to adjust a little bit because it was too much structure. It was too much of a rule and it was kind of blocking me from receiving. So here we go. Here's some, sometimes we've got boundaries that we've got to adjust a little bit too. (laughs) And then if we start moving on and talking about boundaries when it comes to other people, how do you like to be treated? How do you not like to be treated? Sometimes we have to pay attention to how we don't like to be treated in order to realize how we do like to be treated. So ask yourself, how do I not like to be treated? How do I not like to be spoken to? What really upsets me? What really triggers me? If you want to live a life where you're not getting triggered as often, then you've got to recognize what does trigger you and start trying to question, how can I make sure that I'm not getting triggered like this any longer? So I had to set a lot of boundaries when it came. An example of a recent boundary that I had to set was with my mom. (laughs) My mom is my best friend. She really is. I'm so grateful for that because we had a really rocky, challenging relationship growing up, but I'm grateful to say that she is my best friend now, but that still means that I had to have boundaries. Even with our closest friends, we still got to have boundaries sometimes. So the boundary that I had to set with my mom was around technology. I realized that she would call me panicking about not being able to figure out something on her computer And it would like almost set me off because she would be in such a bad mood. I'd be so frustrated trying to help her. And because of it, it was causing fights. It was causing so much tension in our relationship. And I don't like living like that. I love this beautiful harmony that we have in our relationship. So I had to create a boundary, and then I had to really effectively communicate it to her. So the boundary that I created was... I cannot be the person that assists you in your technology needs. (laughs) It doesn't work well because I get triggered, you get triggered, we butt heads and it's not good and it was happening too frequently. So then when it came to effectively communicating it to her, I had to ask her permission first. So instead of being on the phone and just kind of word vomiting how I felt out, I had to say, listen, I really want to make sure that we keep our relationship in such a beautiful place of harmony. Can I please share with you something that's been on my heart? And once I said that to her, she accepted. And I said to her, I've noticed, I've observed that we butt heads a lot when it comes to technology. And as much as I would like to be the one to help you learn technology, it hasn't been working. If anything, it's just been triggering us both and causing a lot of issues. So could we set a boundary that I am not the person that you come to when it comes to technology? I can help you find somebody to turn to when you need help or advice, but can we please agree that it's not best for our relationship if I'm the one that you turn to for your questions about technology? And because I went about it so calm, so centered. I didn't have a nasty tone to my voice. I asked her permission first. I set the stage. I like to call it setting the stage so that you can have a really nice, effective conversation that doesn't get heated, doesn't get upset. So because I was able to do that, she responded really well. She agreed with me. She said, you know what? You're right. You're right. So that was a boundary that I set. And because of that, we have not had any other issue around technology. And it's back to the beautiful harmony. You know. So I had to have that courage and that awareness to realize that there was something that wasn't working. And then can I be the one to really voice that in a way that doesn't upset anyone, doesn't hurt anyone, but just helps the situation? So that's a really good example of setting a boundary. So as I said, I set the stage Right. So I want to explain what that means a little bit, because when we're in a situation where there is some tension or there is some conflict resistance, it's really easy for us to react and kind of explode and say things that we don't necessarily mean to say and maybe a tone of voice that's just not very well received. So when I say it is so important to learn how to set the stage, what I mean by that is how can you control yourself Center yourself, ground yourself, slow down the conversation and ask consent, ask permission to share what's on your heart. Whenever you ask somebody for permission before you speak, they're going to respect what you have to say a little bit more because you've taken the time to slow down and ask for permission. So when you're trying to have a difficult conversation, instead of just being like blah, 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 slow down, center yourself, ground yourself, maybe take a couple slow, intentional breaths and say, I have something that I really want to share. Can I please share what's on my heart? Are you willing to receive what I have to say? You know, put it out there, get some consent first, and then be able to effectively communicate from there. Make sense? make sense? (laughs) This is a conversation that I have with a lot of clients, especially when it comes to people that there are conflict with in their life, whether it may be their parents or significant other. It's really important that we take a little bit more radical responsibility of A, how we're talking to people and B, how we're setting our boundaries or if we're not setting our boundaries. Because if we don't have boundaries, then we can't be mad at people. You know, if they're treating us how they want to treat us and we've never done anything about it, We can't be the ones to necessarily just get mad. We've got to sit back, reflect, and be able to effectively communicate. So, a great example when it comes to relationships, as far as boundaries is concerned, is the five love languages. Have you ever heard of the five love languages? It's a book. You could definitely read it. You could listen to the audiobook. I think the audiobook might actually even be on YouTube. Um, but then I'm also going to put the quiz, the five love language quiz. I'll put it in the show notes. So scroll down to the show notes and I'll put it there. If you've never taken it, definitely take it. Uh, the five love languages says that there are, you know, these five different ways in which people love receiving love. <laughs> it's how people accept love and it fills them up and makes them feel supported. So when you and your significant other when you speak a different language then there's bound to be some tension. So if you don't necessarily know how each other loves to be loved, then you can't show up and fulfill that. So it's like a boundary. This is how I love to be loved. So for me, one of my love languages, I love little gifts. It doesn't necessarily have to be a gift that's even bought. I like little notes. Little surprises, little things like that, like that fills me up. It makes me so happy. Another one for me is words of affirmation. I love being told that, that they're proud of me or that they love me. I'm beautiful, whatever it may be. You know, I love that. That fills me up. It makes me feel so loved. So if I'm in a relationship and I don't have the courage to be able to express that, then it's like a big old guessing game for my partner. You know, how does my partner know how to love me unless I express this is the way that I really love to be loved? So when I'm working with clients and we're working through relationship stuff, this is always a conversation that we have. What is your love language and how can you effectively express that to somebody? And then how can you have a conversation with them to understand what their love language is? So that way in the relationship, you can make sure to truly be fulfilling each other. So that is another really great example of a boundary and understanding it for yourself and then being able to really communicate that so it's understood and that you show up and you live in harmony together. So boundaries, (laughs) it's not necessarily fun to sit down and be like, what are my boundaries? Where am I lacking boundaries? Where are my boundaries a little bit too strong? But that is what I do invite you to do. If you are a go-getter and you want to live your highest vibrational life, then I do recommend that you pull out your journal or a piece of paper and you question yourself here. Do I have boundaries in my life? Do I have boundaries for myself? Where am I lacking boundaries? Where are my boundaries too tight where I'm not allowing things in? I'm not open to receive. So question these things and then ask yourself, am I taking radical responsibility here? Because sometimes we have to take responsibility. We can't play the blame game. We can't just point fingers and be a victim and and be blaming other people if they're not treating us the way that we want to be treated. Because we're the ones who haven't necessarily verbalized how we want to be treated. People can't read our minds, right? We got to take radical responsibility and be able to communicate how it is that we want to be treated or how it is that we don't want to be treated. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this was thought provoking because let me tell you, when you do find the courage to set some stronger boundaries in your life or your career or your business or whatever it may be, people with boundaries are the people who are most respected. Think about some of the most successful people in the world. They definitely have really strong boundaries in their lives and they stick to them because like I said earlier, it's one thing writing these boundaries down. It's another thing actually showing up and sticking to them and staying true to them over and over and over again until it becomes a part of you, right? So as always, if you have any questions or you need some further assistance with boundaries, hit me up. <laughs> I'd love to do some coaching with you. I offer one-on-one coaching. I also do something called a power hour. So even if you're curious about what life coaching all is all about, and you just want to experience what it's like to do a one-hour coaching call, let me know. I would love to do a power hour with you. We could definitely have a deeper conversation here about boundaries, and I could help you in your unique situation to be able to figure out what your boundaries should be and how to actually go about implementing them into your life. So I hope that's really helpful. Hit me up on Instagram. That's where I'm always hanging out. Melissa Impet is my handle. As always, thank you so much for showing up and pressing play. Seriously, you could be absolutely anywhere doing anything right now. And the fact that you're hanging out with me just like means so much. So thank you so much. Share this with your friend. If it was something that you found someone else will find helpful, I always appreciate you sharing the message, sharing the word. And definitely please reach out to me on Instagram. I love having these deep conversations. And I just love help helping people live their best life. Because if we're all living our best lives, imagine how high vibe this entire world will be. we all want to be living our highest vibration because that will literally uplift the energy of the world and let's be real that's what we need right now we need more high vibes in this world so do your part be responsible for your vibration and if you need some help pulling yourself out of a funk please don't hesitate to reach out because it really doesn't have to take long it's just a little attitude adjustment that you may need All right. I love you guys so much. Appreciate you. Catch you on the next episode.